0: Fresh, 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 fresh is the word I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know You suckers bummy, I am money, I got a ton of flows My weed loud like a motherfuckin' thunder roll Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though We see your kicks and we laughin' yellin' what of those. You see me shining like a suit on puffy You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy That's why the dude call money I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably somethin' to y'all. Tryin' to smoke like me, then come and fuck with you Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it them all And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping, yes, I do this shit to death Until tell I'm running out of breath, until tell somebody cut a check But either way, you know it's fresh, but either way, you know it's fresh Fresh, we fresh, 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 Fresh. Mm.
1: Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast, the podcast about music, pro wrestling, and MMA. I'm your host, Kay Fresh, and I'm about to uh, journey off to L.A. later on this week, so I'm recording this a little bit early. I'm going to be in attendance for uh, Glory Kickboxing on Friday in Los Angeles, and then the next night I'll be at Bellator 170, headlined by Tito Ortiz versus Chael Sonnen, so I'm super psyched for all that. We got and like always, we have a really good show today. A really good show. All of them are good, but this one's really good too. We got a special guest, Carly Coma, the lead singer of the Brooklyn-based progressive experimental metal band Candiria. He's a big MMA fan, so we break down a little bit about the band because after a uh, about of an eight nine-year hiatus, they came back with a, a new album. Uh, last year on Metal Blade Records called uh, While They Were Sleeping. And uh, so we break down, you know, him coming back coming back into the music game with the band, his reactions, the live shows, are about to uh, go on a little tour. But then we break down what's going on in the world of MMA, mostly the UFC. We talk about a lot of things. It's super cool to talk with uh, Carly Coma. But before we get into that interview, I uh, definitely want to, you know, remind everybody how you can support the podcast you can always go to freshesthepodcast.com and uh, share any of the links on the website any of the episodes and that would be great or you can click on the link on the website that says support the podcast and there's a paypal link you can donate to or if you ever make any purchases on amazon there's an amazon link on there just use that link it doesn't uh, change anything on your end they'll just uh, kick back some commission my way and also you can follow Fresh is the Word at fresh is the word number one that's a fresh is the word Then the number one on uh instagram and twitter then also on facebook you can go to facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast and give us a like and you can also uh subscribe to fresh is the word on stitcher and on itunes and uh you know give us a five-star rating if you like the show these shows are just going to get better and better. And like always, uh, after I get done with uh, the podcast, I'm gonna be joined with my co-host V Styles to uh, do some discussion and analyst analysis. I can't even talk analysis in the world of uh, pro wrestling and MMA. And uh, before we get to this uh, pod to the interview with Carly Coma, I just want to uh, remind you about uh, some friends of mine. You know, if you ever uh, need any uh, screen printing done. Uh, use Undeniable Press. They're uh, located in uh, the Greektown area of Detroit. You can get T-shirts. Uh, you can get posters. You can get uh, towels. any You know, anything. And uh, they'll hook you up with some quality screen printing. And uh, for more information, you can go to facebook.com slash undeniable.press. And those same guys, they also run a, a clothing line that's... Uh, wrestling oriented, It's called 20 by 20. And uh, you can go to the website which is the number 20x number 20apparel.com. That's 20x20apparel.com. And they have a really dope line of a lot of uh, wrestling themed T-shirts for you to, uh, to, to, to buy, you know make you, you know something a little different when you go out to those wrestling shows. You won't have the same John, John Cena T-shirt that everybody else has. You'll have something different and you'll look cool definitely look like a smart mark well enough of that let's get into the interview with Carly Coma of the band Candiria all right we have uh, Carly Coma here from uh, the the band Candiria uh, how are you doing today
2: I'm doing good brother how are you
1: oh, I'm doing great yeah um, I was told that you are really into uh, MMA so I was like dude I definitely want to talk with this guy from my uh, for my podcast so I'm glad uh, we we're able to connect it's nice yeah <laughs> awesome cool um before we get into some uh to the mma talk i, I definitely want to um you know catch up about what's been going on with the band uh for a little bit um last year uh you released while while they were sleeping on metal blade the first canteria uh, yeah. album since 2009's kiss the lie you know what's been the resep- the reception from the fans from that album
2: oh the reception has been great you know it's um it's something we've never done before. Even though you can hear some aspects um, of the band, certain things we've done before in the past, but it's you can see how much the band has grown as like uh, as a, a songwriters, and the fans are just happy just to see us back in the swing of things. You know what I mean? And um, uh, the outpouring of love has been really awesome.
1: After that break, was there any sort of apprehension apprehension going into uh... Uh, making this album about, you know, how the your listening community, how your fans would take to this new album.
2: Uh, ap- um, the uh, I had appreh- apprehensions about coming back altogether. Um, I just didn't know if I wanted to do the band thing, uh, you know, touring, and you know, uh, I was focusing more on like producing electronic stuff and everything. Um, but as we started writing, you know, we, we wanted to we wanted to write a record that was just um, just complete, completely honest, something that would showcase where we are now. So even, even when let's say um, even when we would write something like, oh, this is new, and the thought would come up, or let's say, pop in my head, and like, oh, I wonder how the fans would receive this. It's like, well, we're being honest. Let's. Let's do it anyway so whatever apprehensions um, there were uh, uh, about how they would receive it uh, uh, our desire uh, outweighed our fear
1: do you think you were able to achieve everything that you wanted to do with this album going into it
2: uh I, me personally I I say we achieved maybe 85 ninety percent of it I, I I like to think big <laughs> and, and, and and like um, and, but but I have to kind of go past what what would be considered, uh, I guess, normal <laughs> right. uh, in order to, to uh, again, go past what would be achievable in order to hit uh, my goals, so to speak. So even though for the most part, like, you know, we, I felt that we explained the story well. I felt that the music's awesome, whatever. There's still more uh, that I want to do on this record. Um, but whatever, I wasn't able to... Uh, Whatever I wasn't able to, um, let's say, um, put on this record, achieve whatever, so um, so to speak, we'll have on, we'll have for the second record.
1: Great. You've uh, this this band has been in existence for about twenty five years now. It's twenty five years yeah. deep now. Is there yeah. anything that really sticks out in your mind about those early years as a band?
2: Uh the thing that's um. G- the um i guess the genesis you know like the beginning of like everything you know how how the style was formed you know i remember being in the studio with uh me eric chris and kenny and just um you know th- seeing things take shape you know like we were we, we weren't really thinking about um we weren't really thinking about let's say uh how people would receive it. We're thinking about, oh, let's try this, let's try that. It was just complete experimentation. Like, you know, no holds barred. And um, so to see like um, this style take shape and to see how it has influenced bands and other musicians over the years uh, is really remarkable. But uh, the the beginning years of of being part of that I think was very, very awesome.
1: Do you remember having like sort of that holy shit moment when you realized Hey, this band could be something that we could do for a long time. And then even if we're taking a, take a break that 25 years yeah. later, our fans will still be around and we can put out an album.
2: Well, I realized that when we were voted one of the top 10 best bands in Rolling Stone magazine, that's when, and, and like MTV was like a, showcasing us like every hour on MTV news throughout like the whole day <laughs>
1: right. and that's
2: that yeah that's when I realized I'm like what is going on and people just started <laughs> stopping me at places uh where I didn't expect to be stopped you know I remember being going to the Jacob Jaffetz car car show and some guy stopped me hey I saw you on the team I'm like I'm like oh this is weird <laughs> i like I didn't sign up for this <laughs> you know what I mean? and like I would get off the train then people would just pick me up this one dude just put me in a bear hug and swung me around hey carly i'm like yo what the hell is going on you know I, but um but it was just uh but around that time is when i realized that we were really onto something special because you know like i said you know when you're when, when we're writing the stuff the, the candida style was just like oh this is how we express ourselves like that's it but seeing how it how people reacted to it and how how the pressure reacted to it, that's when I really just started to get a sense of what we were doing.
1: Do you ever go back and listen to the early work of your band? Does that sort of like, if you, when, you, when you do, do you, does it lock you into that feeling of that time when you wrote the, those songs? Or is there sort of a different feeling now when you listen to it all?
2: Uh, the, the, the feeling is definitely different because, because I, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And I try not to, um, I try not to dwell in the past or anything like that. Yeah. When, I, when I listen to the old records, all I hear is how much I've grown or what I how, what I would have done differently. And being being one of the founding members, I, I think that's okay for me to do that. You, you know what I mean? I, I think it's okay for me to do that because that's how. Um, that's how I just continue to uh, continue to move forward, continue to um, uh, innovate and and, and, uh, and and try new things. So, um, I always look, at, I always listen to the old stuff, forensically, so to speak. Yeah.
1: Looking back to you know since you know 1992 when this band started, in regards to sort of like the societal and cultural events that's gone around, gone on uh, in the world since then you know how do those sort of things sort of parallel to what goes on in your music
2: oh well they 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 absolutely have a um play a part in in, in our songwriting uh i i think as artists um it's our job to um to to uh to report what's going on in, in, in an artistic way. You know, it's, a, it's to sit there and not, and to not express it in your music, depending on what kind of, maybe maybe depending on what kind of genre you're in it, I'm not sure, but like, right. it, 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 it might be considered a travesty. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I have to, I'm, I'm compelled to, in some way, shape or form, to allow myself to be inspired by what's going on, and, to, and just to oh, what's a what's a live show like yeah. these days for you um, guys? Uh, yeah, back, uh, the light uh, uh, filled with excitement, still jumping around on stage, haven't skipped a beat. <laughs> fans are still just um, you know, still really uh, getting into it. Some of our fans are older, and you could tell because they're like just shaking their heads. But like uh, uh the younger guys are just, you know, still off stages and like, and like doing all that stuff.
1: That's great. That's great. Um, and I know you're, uh, a part of another, uh, band, uh, Park Lane. What's uh, going on with that band?
2: Oh, no, that I haven't been part of that band in like a while. We, it's a band I joined on the West coast, uh,
1: okay.
2: maybe like 2012, 2011. Oh, okay. Uh, which we, we changed the name to letters from the fire and, um, yeah. And, and like, uh, yeah, it, it, it was cool. Uh, I, I had a good time uh, doing it. Um, uh, we parted ways, and now uh, um, I took time off. And uh, you know, I, I have, after that band, I thought I was just done with bands altogether. Um, but uh, we took t- I took time off, and the guys in Candiria approached me, Metal Blade uh, um, and, and Strong Management approached us and, and said, you know what, let me, uh, let me see if I in me to contribute. Yeah,
1: what, what was sort of the, the deciding factor to come back to this all?
2: Well, definitely uh, um, the fact that Metal Blade and Strong Management were interested. Um, and I know that the staff at Metal Blade were excited about another Candirio record coming out and coming out on Metal Blade. And, um, and also just over the years the fans haven't they, they, they didn't let up not, not once you know everyone was crying for like a new record and i'm like right. you know what um let's see uh let's see what we can do and find you know what like uh that um the, there's, there are a couple of things that i just need to know just to see what we would do in regards to commitment and stuff like that and um and we talked openly about that with the label with management amongst ourselves as, as band members and um and after we uh, came to an agreement i said all right, let's get into the studio right. and start writing.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Glad you guys are back. New album's uh, really good. Yeah.
2: Awesome, brother. Thank you.
1: Cool. Um, so let's talk about some MMA now. Um, you're a big MMA okay. fan. Uh, how did you first yeah. get into being uh, to, to watching an MMA and being a fan?
2: Years ago, I, the first fight I saw was Tank Abbott fighting i don't even know who else or <laughs> i know it's like this guy scared me i'm like the, i'm like what is this you know what i mean like this isn't boxing this is something else i'm like did he really kick that guy there? I'm like, hey, how is this allowed i'm like you know what i mean so it's like and i'm just in it and i was just hooked you know and uh and i lost and it was so new right it was, it was so new that yeah i come when i uh after touring, coming back, I completely forgot. Like, what what station was this on? I didn't. I didn't even know the name. I'm like, I just like, my God, those guys beating each other up. What am I watching? And so, um, and so, uh, and then years later, you know, I I I stumbled onto WEC. Okay. I'm like, this is it. And I just started, and it was on. Literally after. After just watching like maybe like two weeks, I knew the stats about like every fighter. I knew, you know, everything, and you know, like, and my brother's like, man, you just started watching this again. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this guy trains out of this gym. He trains out of this gym. Yeah. His specialty is his discipline is this, that, and the other. And uh, <laughs> it was great. And I was just completely, and, and I was completely in love. It. And then I went into the phase, right? I'm like, oh, maybe I could try this out. Right. You know, right. then you go to the phase where, where you think you're an MMA fighter. And like, okay. after just watching, I think the first pay-per-view fight I saw was Czech Congo. Okay. Uh, I forgot who was, fi- who was fighting, but it was an HD and just the amount of blood that I saw. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I think I'm good, man. I'll stick to being a musician, but it, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah. With a name like uh, Carly Coma, you sound like you could be a fighter or at least a pro wrestler.
2: <laughs> I, I, You know, it's funny that you said that. I did a... Uh, an MMA uh, interview pod, uh, on Sirius Radio, and he said, uh, "So, if you were an MMA fighter, what would you call yourself?" I'm like, "Carly, the Black Tornado Coma." I'm like, you know, because because I jump and spin on stage, and like, he's like, "That's amazing." I'm like, "That <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. would be cool, man." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's,
1: that sounds fantastic.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, might, I might still give it a shot. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I will dress up as an MMA fighter for knows Yeah.
1: Anyway, so um. So you do kind of like keep tabs on um, all the different companies, not just the uh, UFC?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 try, I try my best. There's just so much stuff going on. I remember Bodog uh, back, in, back in the day. I remember when Bellator uh, was uh, coming up and keeping tabs on like everything. And then once the UFC went global – it just or uh, like it it was just kind of like man it's like every time I turn around there's like a new fighter, you know. I prided myself in knowing everything about every fighter. And then once they just went like China, like everywhere, like you know, Germany, whatever the case may be, I'm like I'm like, man, I'm like, all right, uh this is gonna take a while. <laughs> you know what I mean so especially I'm a busy guy, so it's like all right, so I try my best to you know, try to um try to soak uh, try to soak out everything in you know and like i know the new organizations yeah
1: yeah there yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of fighters a lot of stuff going on uh there's a, you know you got UFC you got Bellator uh then overseas you have stuff like ONE Championship and Ryzen. Uh, what's what's
2: the one in Africa again is it uh remember the one in South Africa what's that one called um i I don't remember what it's co- I don't remember what it's called but um but yeah dude there's like everything you know and uh and it's great just to see how much the sport has grown
1: yeah, and yeah, there's yeah, there's this, there's uh, there's so much now that UFC like if you don't fit into UFC, they there's a possibility you can go somewhere else and have a yeah. nice career.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I I was definitely um sad that they let Mike Goldberg go and uh, oh, during the yeah, I didn't. I'm, I'm like wow, man, and there was like nothing. I know his his son and his wife. were were, were pretty they were pretty upset that they didn't give him like a like a proper send-off and like man no more goldie that's 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 gonna be weird you know
1: right that 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 was very weird because just like in just like the whole it doesn't matter what the uh industry or what sort of news outlet or whatever Uh, your sort of television anchors or commentators uh, once they're, they're leaving at a place, they kind of always get a send off, you know, Yeah. get some yeah. way to just say goodbye, you know, to, to, yeah. to where they've been for a while, but they didn't do yeah. that. And that's just really weird. I don't like, I don't, I think, I,
2: I, I think it's because the Fritita brothers aren't in charge anymore because yeah. the company got bought out. We have, there's new, there's new leadership. And, uh, and that has to me, that's the only reason that has to be the only reason why that was. Right.
1: So, um, I can, you know, you've been uh, paying attention to what's been going on in UFC uh, recently, correct? Yeah. Okay, so um, right now there's like a bit of an uncertain future with uh, in, U- in the UFC with their-, their two top stars, Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Who knows if Ronda's going to ever stop in the octagon again and then Conor wants to take some time off. What do you uh? What do you think the UFC needs to do to sort of elevate the star power within the comp- company? And who do you think should step up? Who would you like to step up to be like the faces of the company?
2: Um. Well, if John Jones, if he can get his act together. Oh, definitely. That, that dude literally is amazing, and it's a work of art. To, uh, it's like watching a work of art fight, you know, yes. and like it's just amazing. And if he, if he just got his act together, it would be amazing, you know. what I mean, and uh, um. I mean, uh, Cody Garbrandt uh, 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 looked great, but in terms of stars, I think you have them. i Ronda. I think you know, she's, you know, what? She got three million for for, for, for that fight, and yeah. and uh, I think if not the highest, um, uh, the highest draw, I think. But like, uh, if she keeps going, and who am I? You know, I'm just giving my opinion here, right? right? Like, if she um she she didn't look good the octagon you know it's like what she took like 440 days whatever off and whatever and um you didn't see uh, she looked a little lost she didn't look confident and like uh and i feel if she keeps having if she comes back to the ring and she, she keeps having um outings like that um i think her stock will definitely go down conor mcgregor i think uh will always i think he'll always be a star oh yeah only because yeah only because like uh he it's almost sometimes you think he's running the UFC. It looks like... Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh... but uh, I went to the press conference for the um, the uh, the oh, it was the UFC two hundred five press conference in Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and he was just running like the whole show practically. Oh, that you was know? that was a that was a circus. It was it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. But I, I think I think you know um I, I think you're just going to see um they, they're going to have to keep their eye out for. New and up and coming fighters, which they're always coming, you know. What I mean, but few are like Conor McGregor. Oh,
1: definitely, yeah, right. But he, he,
2: he is the he is the full package. What he has to be careful of is to go into um Chael Sonnen mode. Chael Sonnen when he when he was a uh, you know when he was um, trash talking with um with uh, Anderson Silver. It was great. But then he just started just going into all these claims that were just, now you just sound like a nut. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. so, so McGregor has to be very, very careful from going to a guy who's saying stuff that he's going to back it up to a dude who's just saying comments and just pulling it out of nowhere. I'm like, and after a while, no one takes you seriously. I think that's what happened to Chael Sonnen. You know, after a while, people stopped believing it. You know Do
1: you, do you think this is a perfect time for someone like uh... – george st pierre to come back and to have leverage uh towards the ufc to get what he wants
2: oh it would be great but i, I i'd love to see st pierre come back i know dana white has said that he doesn't want it anymore he's not hungry anymore and st pierre is like i'm still training He goes, i'm doing movies or whatever he goes but i'm still training and i'm still hungry so i know those guys have you know they've been having like a little feud back and forth but um um to me i it would be awesome to see him come back, and I think he would still handle business. The guy is just um, obsesses about about being on top and about being uh, about being the best. Right.
1: Uh, we got some uh, some cool uh, fights that have been announced uh, upcoming. Uh, UFC 209: uh, mm-hmm. Khabib Nurmagomedov and uh, mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson for the interim uh, lightweight title. Uh, what's your thoughts about that fight?
2: That ah, uh, you know, that is going to be an amazing fight. I don't. I can go either way on that one. I just don't know. Those guys are just both that good, you know. And to me, it you're one punch or one submission away from becoming uh, the interim champ. And I can't make any predictions about that one. Uh, I would like to hear your take on that. Who do you think? Who who you're leaning more towards?
1: I'm leaning more uh, towards uh, Khabib. Uh... Okay. I think uh I think it's his time. He's 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 really hungry. He's uh like me and my buddy always said, man he's fought bears and gorillas. So (laughs) I think uh (laughs) he fought bears. And and, um (laughs) I would also like and maybe uh and maybe Dana White can uh can uh Get his uh his little friendship with Donald Trump or whatever, and then yeah. Donald Trump's little uh, friendship with Putin to have yeah. some big uh, Nmaga Madoff headlining an <laughs> event in Russia, you know, or something, you no. know,
2: it's something like oh, have him run for senator, <laughs> just,
1: right? Just but just think of a uh, Khabib Namagamadoff like headlining an <laughs> event in Russia, man. He's like a big yeah. deal over there. Uh oh, massive. Massive, it,
2: massive, massive for sure. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it would be a massive event. So, like, I, I would really like to see that. So, whatever needs to be done, I don't, I don't know what's going on between the U.S. and Russia right now. What's going on with yeah. Donald Trump and Putin? But yeah. I don't want it to, to fuck up the plans of having a huge, could yeah. be headlining fight in Russia.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be. Yeah, madness for sure.
1: <laughs> um, also announces uh the rematch between uh, Tyron Woodley and Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, what's
2: your thoughts yeah. about that? I've been keeping an eye on that. It's like I, I thought I thought um um Wonder I, I thought Wonderboy was I thought he would have won the first fight, but um he didn't look as good as he usually does in the past. I know he's calling him that calling um Tyron out now and Tyron am yeah. gonna call him Tyron finally, um said all right and um i'm hoping you know i i I like them both i like Stephen wonderboy thompson better i think he he would be in terms of star power i think he would probably be a bigger star than tyron i I remember going to the press conference for ufc 205 and and the fans were completely behind wonderboy and completely against um Tyron, I'm like, wow. And Tyron was like, wow. You guys are booing me. <laughs> he couldn't even believe it. He's like, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, am hoping this time around that um, that Wonder Boy could pull it off. I think w- Wonder Boy has more tools in his arsenal. I don't know what happened that fight. I mean, I don't know if he just couldn't pull the train I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened.
1: See, yeah, see, I'm you know, I'm more on the side of Woodley. This is my thing yeah. with Woodley, though. Um, yeah, I feel like. The company as a whole is really has really been fronting on him and not yeah. really marketing him as sort of the person that he is. He's a person yeah. who is a champ, a person who is a part of his community, who helps out yeah. in the community, um, and they never they never sort of show that. They show that with other yeah. fighters, but they don't with yeah. uh, Woodley. And um, and when he, he he's the type of person who who every time you, uh he opens his mouth about. Um, wanting, a, once, wanting some sort of a money fight, he gets criticized mm. about not defending his title or not going yeah. after the title when yeah. other people like McGregor or a can yeah. always talk about the money fights, you know? So yeah. I, I, feel like he gets fronted on so much.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I wonder why that is. I wonder if they just, there might be things behind the scenes that we don't know about why, why that is, you know what I mean? Um, Maybe they don't maybe they don't see him as a star you know I mean I when when John Jones f- was first coming up they Dana White loved him you know and like they knew like they had a star in their hands you know um maybe they just don't see Tyron as a having star power and you know they're, they're businessmen as well he, you know Dana white's a promoter so they know things that that we obviously don't they know how to put great cards together so um I'm assuming maybe that, that's uh that's what it is. You
1: know, yeah, and from what I hear, that um, before this match got uh, for 209 got uh, was official, they did uh, offer up uh, Woodley versus Nick Diaz, but Nick Diaz mm-hmm. uh, turned it down because he wanted more money,
2: yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, there you go. So, that that's what it's turning into ever since definitely even before the UFC got, uh, let's say bought out. Yeah. Um, but now even more so knowing how much money was that 4 billion, 5 billion, whatever it was right. now people, they, they want, they want to get paid. And rightfully so. If you look at how much boxers are getting as compared to like, you know, MMA fighters or whatnot, um, they, they, um, I think they have a right to ask for more money. Oh, definitely. You know? you and, not, yeah.
1: and not through the, in even the, even the, the lower card, bo- um, fighters, like they, they might get like twelve grand for the fight, but yeah. But after, you know
2: paying, paying the for training
1: and all that, yeah. like they're basically fighting for free, you know? Yeah. Pretty and, much. Pretty and it's much, like, man, like for me, if you if you are actually on T V or on mm-hmm. a on a televised program for UFC, you should get be getting paid a lot
2: more than that exactly and you know why because people aren't paying to see Dana White talk they're paying to see the fighters right and 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 apparently like uh the UFC is like they're on top and no one's going to be taking them down anytime soon No the no other fighting organizations going to be doing it they're going to be on top for a while if not forever right, right. um so and the, and the money's there it you pay your fighters You know, it's because let's say if Beltor starts turning around and like we will offer you guys more money, these guys are going to think about their family first. They'll head over (coughs) they'll head over there, you know, and you you saw how much star power, let's say, like a Jose Aldo had when he was ready to walk away because of that whole fiasco with McGregor and, and fighting for the belt. And Jose Aldo's my favorite fighter. You know, uh, ever since he knocked out Cub Swanson in eight seconds with that flying knee, WEC, I'm like, never right. seen it. it was amazing. I'm like, all right, I found my, my guy and just an amazing, amazing fight. But, um, so I'm glad that he's still with the organization.
1: Cool. Then also for uh two oh nine, uh, there's uh, they also signed a uh, Mark Hunt versus Alistair Overeem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what's your thoughts about that?
2: Uh, Hmm. Uh, it, I, I think, I think, I think that's a great fight actually. Um, I'm probably leaning more towards uh, uh, Mark Hunt. Uh, Overeem's chin is very suspect. Huh. <laughs> Big guy, <Yeah. laughs> extremely suspect. I'm a huge guy, and like, and I'm assuming it's because of all the battles, all the wars he's been in. But that dude, with with, uh, with his with his title fight, right? Um, he, uh, he was just running right a lot, and uh, and I'm assuming because he knows his chin is very suspect Uh, it it was uh i don't know Uh, it it, it should be interesting i'm definitely looking forward to uh to seeing it i thought when that guy came to the ufc that he was going to be you know the the top dog uh, in the heavyweight division and uh definitely not so you know i do you know if he's is he still training at uh, greg jackson's or no i'm not sure jackson's i'm not sure
1: Okay. Yeah, I um I I was in uh, Cleveland for 203 for the Overeen uh, Miocic uh yeah. fight. Yeah. And um it's funny, man. Oh, it was crazy cuz uh, Stipe being from Cleveland. Yeah. Like when when that fight got stopped, that was like the loudest I've ever been a part of a crowd. <laughs> ever any sport? <laughs> anything i was just awesome. like holy
2: <laughs> shit <laughs> wow wow yeah like, I, yeah I, I can imagine i know uh ufc is coming here a few blocks away from my house at the barclay center february 11th so uh the hopefully i will be on tour and, and i could and i could catch it
1: yeah oh uh, yeah that's uh ufc 208 yeah, yeah um yeah which is gonna be they're gonna be uh they're gonna have the women's uh 145 yep. pound uh yeah. Uh, belt uh with yeah. uh, holly home and the Romney. uh yeah. so um and yeah. what's, your th- what's your thoughts about that because I, I know uh you know cyborg got uh popped from usada for oh, uh brother. For, you know for <laughs> yeah. taking something during her recovery yeah. but this was something where like she's been trying to get that uh division started for longest yeah. time and yeah. all she and when they finally started uh um the, you know, asking her for these fights, you they only gave her eight weeks' notice and she just wanted twelve weeks. And yeah. they're like, no. You know. Yeah. So they ended up yeah. doing this fight. You know, what's your thoughts about all of that?
2: Uh, you know, it's if she broke the rules, right? There you go. It's like, you know, there, there are certain you saw that has certain rules and whatever the yeah. case may be, and like you shouldn't be surprised by it, and of course, it sucks, you know what I mean? You, you want you, you, I'd love to see her, uh, you know, her just kind of take over of uh, that division. She's a great fighter, you know what I mean. Um, but if you shouldn't be surprised by um, um, suffering the consequences if you break the rules, shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. yeah.
1: It just it just sucks that this whole like relationship between the UFC and Cyborg has been just been tumultuous since the beginning. Yeah. It's yeah. every everything that's happened has caused the next thing to happen, you know. Yeah. So yeah. and it just it just seems like a really bad relationship, man. Like yeah. to the point where yeah. you're like do you even continue it, you know? Do you just part ways or what what's next, you know? So it, it just it's just always I've always, I've wanted Cyborg to be that champion in the UFC, you yeah. know. Yeah. But and then and then but it just been a tumultuous relationship.
2: Well, I, I look at it like this, right? You're, you're not always going to like your boss, but you still have to go to work, right? So she has to look at her legacy, and once again, like uh, her um, uh, her desire has to outweigh any of that stuff. You know, if she wants to go down as one of the best female fighters ever, MMA fighter, she's going to have to do it. In the UFC, you know, in order for the people, yeah, you know, I mean, she doesn't have to, but I'm just saying, in right. order for people, right? Because the best fighters, people say, are in the UFC. So she's going to have to, you know, suck it up and just move forward, move on.
1: And I think she, I think to a certain extent she's tried, but I yeah. feel like sometimes, like, okay, like her big cut on uh, weight cut to 140 yeah. for that fight, yeah. I feel like that was to a certain extent unnecessary.
0: And
1: yeah. I feel like, and, and I feel like, the decision-making in the UFC comes from sort of a, a like a male-driven
2: mm-hmm. thought
1: process when yeah. the female body is different than the male body in regards yeah. to weight and cutting weight and everything. True. So True. doing that weight cut isn't the same as a male doing that weight cut.
2: It's not, okay? And, and I definitely see where you're going. I definitely agree uh, with that. But there are... Um, there are other fighters are female fighters who are able to do it you know what I mean so it, it's like and actually lately it seems like a lot of guys I've been seeing a lot more and more male or female not making weight oh, what's yeah going, I'm like what is going on with Anthony, with Anthony Patterson? I'm like well what's I'm like what's going on here I don't know what's I don't know but uh, but back to what you're saying it's like you know it's you know it, it, it it's hard if everyone um if everyone could do it, then it's, it's it's a tough job, right? You know, but I de- I definitely understand. I definitely understand. You know, then I definitely understand uh, what you're saying. But you do have a choice to take a fight or, or not, you know, and knowing how your body works, you know.
1: Right. And then um also for uh 208 they just announced uh Jacare Salzo versus uh Tim Botch Uh, what you think about
2: mm-hmm. that? Oh, that's I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a, a great fight. I'd love to see uh, Jacare and uh, and Tim Tim Boach fight. I think it's gonna be awesome. Uh, once again, I'll, I'll probably give it to Jacare. You know what I mean? I hate to make predictions, but that's where I'm leaning. How about you? <laughs>
1: uh, I'll go with Jacare on that. I yeah, think he's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he'll pull it out. I think yeah. he'll pull it out. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next. Uh, Next weekend, I'm actually going to be in uh, in LA for the Bellator uh, fight uh, with nice. uh, Tito Ortiz versus uh, Chael Sonnen.
2: Nice.
1: Um, uh, what's your thoughts about that? Who do you think is going to come out on top?
2: I'm I'll, I'll, I'm probably I'm leaning more towards Chael Sonnen. You know, what I mean me, <laughs> me personally. Um, Tito Ortiz, good fighter. You know, did a lot of great things uh, for the sport. Um, I think, but both of those guys, Tito Ortiz, in in regards to um, What's the mental aspect of the game, right? I'll probably give the edge to Chael Sonnen me personally. Yeah. Uh, that that that, and I'm going based on years of just watching both those guys. Uh, fight. I think they're both a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, in my opinion. You know <laughs> right, totally are. But in regards to like the mental edge and and um. Uh, uh, I, i'll I'll give it to Chail Son and, so I'm leaning more towards Chael for that fight. <laughs> yeah, I <I'm laughs>
1: Chael too. Uh, I think uh, I think just with the uh, sort of pre-match, you know yeah. trash talking and everything, I feel yeah. like Tito is almost like forcing himself to try to get on yeah. the Chail Sun in level. And yeah. he's just not good at talking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and these promos that they're doing are just like atrocious, and it's just, like, yeah. and it's just <laughs> almost like just do a video package, man. Like, yeah. um, I think they, they just released a um, a little mini doc uh, for Chael and going back to his hometown. Um, I yeah. still have to uh, watch that, but it looks very like really good, you know. Something they could pro- um, I think that's better than than some of these back and backs that back and forths yeah. that they've had between the two, because they're like yeah. you're like. Tito, what are you talking about, man? That, like, like no, trash stop. talking
2: is, is an art, and uh, and like, and like, the guys who do it the best. Once again, like you know, McGregor, and after McGregor started, I think everyone just started like, you know, riding his coattails. Um, I think John Jones does a great job at, at, at trash talking. Cody Garbrandt, great job trash talking. Michael Bisbing, you know, it, it's an art form. People can tell when you're being fake when you're just doing it though but you have guys like all right you know i've mastered the art. it's like battle rapping <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right
0: right
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like battle rapping man yeah you, know, you you have to really believe it you know and people have to see the passion behind it when you're doing it right
1: and uh one more thing i want to talk to you about before i let you go uh uh recently uh you know legendary fighter uh miracle you know said he's going to be hanging it up um retiring after uh he just won the the rising uh grand prix uh tournament wow. uh, out in japan um he said there's possibly one more farewell bout in him if he can recover but <laughs> uh he, he says he's basically hanging up uh um retiring from fighting you know what's your thoughts yeah. about uh miracle Crocot?
2: Oh, i think uh, once again great job for the sport was it left king a oh, left kick uh what was it right kick hospital left kick casket something like that do you remember what remember what his saying was uh it was something like that yeah something yeah something like that uh um it's gonna be sad to see him go um the dude uh watching that dude fight has always been uh, amazing and like um uh, and pride and all that stuff and just uh i think um to me uh you, you As a fighter, you always want to go out on top. You would rather your know, last fight, you know, not be a loss or anything like that. So uh, if he has one more fight in him, um, I, I hope he goes out with a knockout. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, I just uh, listened to an interview and he was like, he was talking about, you know, all the injuries that he's had. And he said that, you know, he has kids now, one's like six and one's like 14. And he's like, yeah. He doesn't want to see them like him, them get like him beat on the ground by some other fighter, you know, yeah. the, you know, the way he knocks out uh, other fighters, he, he doesn't want that to happen to that, to him in front of his kids yeah. right now, yeah. now that, that he's older sense. and stuff. So he, you know, he kind of wants to go out, you know, as a winner, possibly yeah. one more f- farewell bout if he can uh, recover from his injuries. But for the most yeah. part, you know, he's, uh, he says he's retired
2: yeah i mean he's done he's done everything already you know what i mean so um yeah I th- uh, like i said you know I, um it's i think seeing fighters say goodbye is like man like that was uh that was a fun ride you know seeing them come up and, and you know and like wait and, and doing their final farewell you know in the ring the octagon whatever the case may be it's uh you know it's, it's bittersweet you know
1: right 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 mm-hmm. well carly it's been uh it's been good talking with you uh Tell everybody where they can uh, uh, find out about the band and the new album and everything.
2: Okay, uh, yeah, you could find find the new album's worldwide. It's on Metal Blade Records, Canderia While they were sleeping, find it on iTunes, Amazon, all that stuff. Also, you could check find the band um, updates on Canderia K- uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, my my Twitter. My personal Twitter handle is Carly Coma NYC. So uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, thanks for the support. Awesome interview. Love Mixed Martial Arts. Kelly, great job. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Alright, man. Thanks for uh, chatting with me, man.
2: Alright, brother. Thank you.
1: Alright, man. You take care. Alright, you too, brother. Later. Uh, later. So that was the interview with Carly Coma of the band Candiria. It was really cool to talk with him about MMA and about the getting back into the band. Other uh, new album, While They Were Sleeping, is out now on Metal Blade Records, so definitely go cop that. And now, like always, I'm joined with my co-host, pro wrestling and MMA connoisseur, Detroit hip-hop artist, and proud Marine, V-Styles.
0: Hey, what's going on, K-Fresh, you good?
1: Hey, what's up, man?
0: Hey, tell them, man, just, just telling uh, you, uh, about to go to L.A. soon and, uh, leave your man and, uh, have fun out there with, uh, bellator and uh glory kickboxing you know i'm kind of envious but you know right <laughs> i'll survive i'll I'll survive yeah i'm totally
1: geeked to go out there on uh, uh glory kickboxing on friday bellator 170 on uh saturday um my birthday on monday so uh that's right I'm that's right ready to uh you know get you know get away from everything and uh uh, I, I don't know how the weather is out there these days. It's been raining a lot, but it's better than here.
0: <laughs> Anything is better than being in Michigan right now, man. You about to go to Cali, man? Have fun, dude.
1: Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! I can't I'm 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 itching to get out there, you know. And those first few days, I'm going to be out there, just going to be busy with all the, like the glory and uh, Bellator stuff going on. So like, I'm uh-huh. super, I'm super, super, super uh, stoked, you know, for all that. But uh, once Sunday comes, I'm gonna be chilling, you know. And the rest of the time, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, make some adventures around LA, you know, run into people, see, you know, yeah, see what's man, up.
0: Yeah, te- te- you got, you gotta take advantage of that, man. Uh, that's yeah, I love LA, man. LA
1: is cool. See, that was my problem California. before. Uh, California is cool. That was my problem before. I went to LA twice. This was back probably about 2007, 2008, 2009, something like that. And, like, uh-huh. I just didn't know how to get, my, get, away, get around the city, you know. And that was before, like, Uber and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't really know about how to deal with the bus system and the subway system and whatever out there. And uh-huh. no, nobody really told me. So I was just kind of, like, dependent on people come pick me up. But in that, like, I was, like, at my boy's crib a lot, just, just chilling there, like, not really doing anything. And I kind of always mm-hmm. regretted that. So this time I'm gonna use Uber, use the buses, get go goes much go wherever I want, you know, and actually
0: enjoy. Man, you better go have some fun, bro. That that's that's man. I love Cali, man. I love Cali. My favorite city in in California is San Diego. I'm a little sad because my San Diego Chargers are no longer the San Diego Chargers. Right. We got. <laughs> You know that the goddamn Los Angeles Chargers, and I really don't know how I feel about that, man. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I kind of wish you were going. I mean, L A is is great. I can never front on L A, man. But San Diego, by far, is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in my life. And, it uh, you know, who knows when when it's old age and retirement time. You know, you might find me in San Diego, man. Uh, <laughs> straight up, dude. Right. i will be asked you not. It, it, it's um, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, I just, just being there was was the coolest. I've never seen water so clear okay. as I've seen before in San Diego, man. I've been a lot of places, man, and easily my favorite city, dude. And I love Detroit, but. You know, as my boy uh, Steve Austin would say, ah, ah. "Nope, <laughs> not comparison, <laughs> not, not comparison to San Diego, man. San, it's, it's Detroit, San Diego, and New York. I'm, on my cities. And if I was to go, want to just go somewhere and just die, San Diego is the place I want to be." Yeah, I never been to
1: San Diego. I know a few people out there, but I still haven't made it out to San Diego.
0: Man, keep uh, that. Kelly, I will not lie to you, man. It is—I mean, believe that man out there—but I just would not lie to you. It's—I it's, already it's, know—it's—it's <laughs> uh, it's beautiful, dude. Beautiful. But LA, LA is dope too. I don't want to sound like you know—that's just my preference. Right. LA is dope, man. LA is super dope, man. It's a lot of things to do. Um, their hip hop out there is what I wish our hip hop. Was like here in Michigan. It's a great place for for people that really get the arts. Definitely. Um. LA, La La is you know it's a great place, man. Um, you know, um, you definitely have to watch out. You know, what colors you wear. Make sure you you know have neutral colors and stuff. <laughs> oh um, yeah, definitely. Yes, it's one of the first things they teach taught us. You know, you get anybody going out on liberty, and then they'll explain that they'll explain the rules like. If you go out, Marines, make sure you wear neutral colors. You know, I'm from Detroit, so I'm like, well, what the hell is neutral colors? they like, like Z gangs out here, man. No, no blue, no red. I'm like, huh? But yeah, that culture is serious, right? You know, I I never was affected by it, but you know, just just be careful and and live your life, and that's what it's all about, bro. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I definitely. I wish I could be there this week, man, but. You know, I'm prepping for other things. Thornton Mellon, I'm prepping for other things. Yes, sir. Definitely. Yeah, and can't wait
1: to hear more from uh, the Thornton Mellon project mm. that you're uh, working mm. on. Mm. Mm.
0: <laughs> All I can say right now is it's coming along wonderful. Um, I'm doing a Clash of the Titans part two. Um, it's called Return of the Kraken, Class Two, and, and you know, the ultimate goal is always to try to outdo, you know, your your previous stuff. Yeah. I think, and I think this this record, this one record, is is you know, I think it's gonna be better better than the original Class of Titans. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know, talk to my talk to my partner. I'm gonna be going to New York probably first week of uh, March to uh shoot a couple videos and sweet yeah it's coming man it's coming and when it comes I'm telling you people better be you better be damn ready. <laughs> you better be damn ready. I mean hey keeping that, that shit honest. Right. And if and if you fuckers not ready, y'all gonna be on the list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's damn true. It's damn true, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice segue. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm so happy for that dude, man. I wish he would have came out yesterday. That pop would have been crazy. And look, the fans ain't missing beat. Oh no, the fans, dude.
1: Okay, okay. Kurt Angle is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, part of the uh, 2017 class. Already announced: uh, Rick Rude and Dallas, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. But it was crazy on Monday Night Raw when they uh when they made the announcement and they just did the thing over on the on the on the Titantron or whatever on the uh, entrance way, like the whole crowd still started doing the you Suck chant. Dude, a, you
0: suck, that, dude. That was pretty dope. That was, I was sitting up there like, dang, they still get it. He's still That's he's still up,
1: man. over, man. I was like, I and he he and he literally has one of the like, the hypest, like, entrance music, like, ever, man, like, you know what it is as soon as it hits, you know, Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and he got so over, like, during his time in the WWF that it was like, oh, like, that it still lingers around to today, you know, the fans don't skip a beat with it, he was, he really what like, I don't think we even understood, like, what we had when we and when what dope, we had yep, <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> like
1: and then when you kind of look back and you're like dude Kurt Angle was probably one of like the dopest swarmiest heels ever man when he he was when he turned the heel on man oh my goodness it it, it was incredible man and it, it's and it's it's nice that like through all like the bumps in the road that he's had um um with uh you know getting addicted to uh drug, pain pills pills and everything, pain pain pills, yeah, and all that stuff that, um, and being away from the WWE for so long that, you know, he does, he will be able to return while he's still alive and, you know, you know, get his flowers and be able to smell his flowers, man,
0: you know, um, yeah, I, I, I ran into him, um, a couple times, man, um, he, uh, I think he does some freelancing for, for Bellator, yeah, and you see him. Uh, you see him at a lot of bellatory events. And uh, remember that night that uh, you know I told you know the, the the infamous night with with me, Mo, and Tito. Yeah, yeah. He was actually at that signing when that shit went down, man. So yeah, I, I met Kurt Angle, man. Uh, he's now that's one guy that I don't have a picture with. You see, I got a picture with everybody, oh, for man. whatever reason. I could never get a picture with Kurt Angle because it's either timing or I turn around and he'd be gone. But I've always had access to him. But he's always treating me real nice and, yeah. you know, good for that dude, man. He made wrestling like – Kurt Angle is straight old school, man. He's a wrestler's wrestler. So, yeah, yeah, man, I'm happy for that dude. And to see the fans still giving him that, that same type of love, it, 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 it's wonderful. It's wonderful.
1: Right, and, and and the crazy thing was is that he actually had a longer time in TNA than he did in uh, WWE, and yeah, and his time in TNA was actually really good. There's a few things that were kind of weird, but he he had a really really good uh, um, career uh, during his years in TNA, and his mm-hmm. in, and between all, between all that, you know, his body of work is just really you know undeniable.
0: So oh indeed, man and and look, even today, a fifty percent Kurt Angle still gives the hell of a match
2: you he know does yes. some of
0: his work at seeing some of his work on on on, on um, you know as far as some of this indie work with um with uh Cody Rhodes, yeah, you know he's still he's still who he is. And I, I would like to see him in the ring, um, you know, when he come back to the WWE, man. But it would have been real nice to see him come behind, come from behind the stage yesterday as the fans were ch- chanting that. That was, and it's going to happen. You know, it's gonna happen. I just hope the WWE do the right thing and you know, you know, let 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 let, let him have one more match, man. I think we deserve that.
1: Yeah, I, I think everybody would love just to see one more match for Kurt Angle. In the WWE, uh, who 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 would you who would you think who would you want to have Kurt Angle have his last match with?
0: Oh man, um,
1: well see, uh, John Cena's first match was against Kurt Angle, so maybe
0: yeah, I, I remember that.
1: So maybe uh, you know Kurt Angle's last match will be against John Cena. Maybe that could happen.
0: Or maybe, maybe you know a lot of people forget. A lot of people forget that Kurt Angle beat Brock Lesnar before.
1: Yeah, let's get that. Let's get that. A go, let's get that going. <laughs> let's get one more. Let's get one more uh, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar match.
0: It's just so much stuff that you can do, man. I, man, boy, I'm a fan of uh, Kurt Angle. Man, Kurt Angle was just pretty dope, man. Pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of things that they could do with him, but I just don't want to get. I don't want want to get him in there just to, you know. You right, gotta be against a quality dude, man. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle. I mean, of course, I don't think that'll happen, right. but g- give me two dope ass wrestlers in the ring with each other you know and i'm okay with it man and he he definitely qualifies as a as a dope ass wrestler man i i, I fucks with kurt angle that w- that would be
1: funny if like his one more match for the one more match for kurt angle was against aj styles which was like the main event of the like left. tnas like hardcore justice in 2009 or something like that exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Dixie Carter would probably be crying, looking
0: at that, like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> yeah, Dixie Carter probably fucking around crying anyway. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, she's like, "Oh my goodness, WWE's doing it." Yeah. <laughs> um. There's sad news in the world of wrestling. Uh Oh man. Jimmy Su- uh, uh, Superfly Snuka passed away. Um. He's uh. He- a lot of people got into wrestling, became wrestlers, because of this dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, Can't front, damn
1: front. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, battling stomach cancer for a while. Um, mm-hmm. um he, and the thing, you know, thing is, they, you know, his sort of legacy got had a little bit of a hit because of that. uh uh, the issue with his uh, girlfriend 30 years ago. Like, okay, this is my question yeah. about that. I don't remember hearing about that. Uh, was, um, it, was that yeah. a known thing? Like, I, I didn't even hear about it until the, like, even know that happened until the past couple years.
0: Yeah, it's a known thing. And anytime it's stuff like that, the WWE tries to distance themselves, which is understanding. In fact, you can't even bring up. Any of Jimmy Superfly snooker stuff on the WWE network, and he's a Hall of Famer. You know, same way, the right. same way they kind of, the same way they did Hulk Hogan. You know, kind of making it look like he don't exist. You know, like he's not even on WWE network, man. But anytime it's tragedy like this, you know, you won't. You they try to distance themselves, man. They did it to Hogan. They did it to Chris Benoit. Yeah. they did it. Like any time stuff like that, you just will not be able to find no 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 history of, of you know like you had no history of uh you know anytime it's something bad they do they do the best of their ability to stay away from it, and you know um it's just sad, man, because you know if you're a wrestling fan and you really love this shit man like you know i try not to be that judgmental person um when it comes to you know it's similar it's similar to floyd right um i think floyd is the greatest boxer you know i've ever seen um but somehow people you know you have his personal issues you want to focus on on you know uh, the the negative issues I choose to look at the person's in-ring work and judge him, the boxer, you know what I'm saying? Just the same way that you want to look at Jimmy Fly's uh, Superfly Snooker. And you don't want to get into all that personal stuff. You just want to, like I said, as a kid, man, you know, those are some of the greatest childhood memories, man. And that's how I want to remember him, just being in that square circle. flying man look i was a kid uh when wasn't really no cable and wasn't like we didn't have access to the stuff that we have now man we had to wait and see it on tape delay and stuff like that um when i finally got an opportunity to see the cage match between don morocco and jimmy superfly snooker when he made you know if people you know don't know their history you know easily top three iconic moments of all time yeah. you know before the props before the props before all the bells and whistles jimmy superfly snooker was jumping off top cages at a high at a very high level man right and, um, <laughs> yeah it, it you know if if anybody had heroes and stuff man he made you believe you know what i'm saying so yeah, I was a he had several infamous moments, you know, in wrestling. The cage, you know, jumping up that cage, and then, you know, a lot of people don't realize, man, you know, without Jimmy Superfly Snooker, even though a person like me knew who Roddy Piper was, but that coconut incident Another iconic moment. So you're talking about? I mean, I'm for real, man. Like Piper, Piper was. Look, think about this. Right. When Piper did that shit to Jimmy Superfly Slicker, Piper became instantly the world's biggest heel. Yeah. I mean, that's what made him the world's biggest heel. And then we seen stuff come out of that. Every week, like when wrestling was on Saturdays and Sundays, man, we had to wait like a fucking week to figure out what happened for this week on Saturday morning. And the beautiful part about it is, man, Jimmy Superfly Slickin, you know, he he played that he, he played that angle to a to a T. And I can remember I forget how they played it, but like the following week this wrestler by the name of the Tonga Kid came out and was defending, you know, the honor of his cousin or uncle. I forget, I think it was cousin, but yeah. he came out to defend his honor and he wound up beating Roddy Piper by count out. He's about to do Superfly. Years later, I always wondered what happened to the Tonga Kid. As I got older, I realized that the Tonga Kid was Rikishi. Crazy story, man. Crazy fucking story. I said, wow, the Tonga Kid is fucking Rocky. And back then, you know, uh, Rikishi, you know, he spun from being the Tonga Kid, from being one of the dudes in the Islanders. And so. Jimmy Snooker, he spawned a lot of guys, man, you know, because anytime you've seen yeah. somebody, an island person, you you related him to Jimmy Superfly Snooker, man. So it's just a great loss for, for people that really love professional wrestling. I try not to get into that personal shit because I don't want to remember that dude like that. And as a kid, I was too young to really understand that. So, you know, I just choose... You know, even though that's a horrible situation, he did get, you know, and he he did get, you know, uh, I'm not going to say he got found innocent, but they didn't bring no charges on him. Um, You can't co-sign anything like that, but like I said, I, I, I much prefer to remember the guy that, you know, put his fingers up in the air, you know, like the, 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 the be cool, you know, yeah. the, that the universal sign. I think I call people brother to this day because of Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Brother. <laughs> I, I, I call everybody brother, whether you whether you white, black, Chinese, you know, everybody is brother to me. And Jimmy Superfly Snooker was, a, was the first one I ever heard saying that, man. So, yeah, man, great loss, great loss.
1: Yeah, definitely a big loss. He was definitely an icon. Of uh, professional wrestling there was no one no one like him he brought so much joy to so many people so uh yeah it's definitely uh sad look, to see him hey, tell
0: me, you, look look you know what's dope about him too think about it he was one of the first wrestlers that didn't need a world championship to be as over as he was Oh, right. yeah he, he never was WWE or WWF at the time world champion, but he was treated like the world champion because of who he was. So, yeah, that dude, man, you know, you you know, he's the first, he's really the first high flyer. The very first. You didn't have dudes like Jimmy Superfly Snooker. You know, you had, you had certain guys, but they weren't doing the shit that he was doing. I, had, I, mean, I seen Denny I've split him many a times on that Joe Lewis and, and, and Kobo and yeah, I got great memories. I seen him come off that cage and I mean not not come off the cage, but I've seen him come off that top turnbuckle and when when he get on top of that turnbuckle, everybody in the fucking arena stand up <laughs> because it's that fucking moment. You know, it's that fucking moment that you wanna see. So yeah, man, yeah. I was just telling my, my, my son about Jimmy Superfly because He had never heard of him. But then when I showed him, he was like, wow, that guy was good. I was like, yeah, he was one of the best. One of the best to ever do it.
1: Yep, yeah. Definitely, definitely was, you know, just, you know, one of the most just iconic people, like, from that time. And it was like he he just uh definitely you know influenced so many people like for you know until today you know he he's he's he, you know he was so timeless and such a you know old old school character every and yeah and like you said he didn't he didn't need to win the title to be the champ
0: yeah he was already, to to when after jimmy did that after he did that, that, uh, that jumped from the top of the cage. He probably was more popular than the WWF champion. I think Bob Backlund was the champion at the time. Either Bob Backlund or, um, it wasn't Hogan. I think it was Bob Backlund, um, that, who was champion. Uh, cause I, yeah, I remember that. Definitely. I don't think it was Hogan, but I definitely think it was Bob Backlund or it was in transition mode from the Iron Sheet, from, from Bob Backlund to the Iron Sheet. But I remember that shit like it was yesterday, bro. That was, that's one of the greatest moments I've ever seen. I wish I would have caught it live, but when I finally seen it on TV, at least for that, for that era, it was like one of the dopest things you've ever seen. Right. And he, he was just over. Like we go to Joe Lewis and you, you know, you, you know, generally yeah, you'd have to see the, the champion and stuff. No, when Jimmy came out, man, you heard that music? <laughs> and the whole thing is, you could, he could have his match, and you didn't really care about the match. You just was waiting for the moment. You was waiting for the moment he got on top of that turnbuckle, man. And I'm telling you, every time I seen him, man, everybody from pillar to post, whenever he got on that top rope, <laughs> it was like they they wanted that moment man and you never seen so many fucking polaroids and and cameras and I'm talking about cuz you wanted that fucking moment man I don't think I ever seen him lose in, in Detroit he never lost here in Detroit man but yeah man that that was that's one of the guys man I wish I would have met you know definitely one of the guys I wish I would have met so yeah um Great for Kurt Angle. I'm glad he got in this week and well deserved. But yeah, that we slowly but surely watching our childhood. You oh. know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me, man. Whoa.
0: Yeah, and man. Slowly just going away. know, I don't know how to feel about that.
1: <laughs> right, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're starting to slowly but surely, man. One by one, man. They're just things and people that are just starting to go away from our childhood, man.
0: Oh, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, huh,
1: huh. Uh, yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay. Uh, turn into the world of MMA. Uh, UFC fight night was this past weekend. Uh, BJ Penn versus uh, Yair Rodriguez. And the, this, mat, this, this fight was, was pretty ugly, man, uh, for BJ Penn. Uh, Yari Rodriguez, uh, you know, looked very impressive, and, uh, it was, it just looked like a really bad mismatch, um, yeah, My son is a hurt man, over this. I know you um, I know you're a big BJ Penn fan, he's one of your favorites, um, uh, man, BJ
0: Penn, arguably, man, him and Vanderlei Silver are the reason I fell in. Love with the sport all over again. I, I love mixed martial arts. For two period, two times in my life, you know, when it really didn't have no rules, when it was pretty bar- barbaric and no rules, and when I started watching again, you know, it was Wanderlei with Pride and BJ Penn with UFC. So to see him go out like that, man, um, yeah, it, it was crushing crushing you know and, and you know he had the full support you know he had the full support of everybody you know they ain't gonna cheer your name man in, 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 in another place without giving you that without without having that love for you man and I don't think nobody that really loved his sport wanted to see BJ Penn go out like that and you know um, I think he's earned the right to you know leave the way that he want to leave. So let's see if, you know, Dana gives him one more fight. You know, I, I'm curious to see what he could do with one more fight, you know, but if he decides, hey, you know, I'm going to hang it up, because that dude is a, was a fucking monster that he fought, man. Um, and i seen his last fight prior to B.J., but I just didn't think that was going to happen to B.J. because of B.J. So, yeah, no excuses. Just um, you know, bad night for BJ, man. You know that's the thing about MMA, man. You, you know, you can't be gone for over a year. You know, you can't be gone for over two weeks without the game changing, man. <laughs> so that that that's that's the hard part, man. And um, you know, just just like you know, I was saying a, a second ago with, with wrestling, man. you you some of my best memories is watching BJ, you know, put in work. And, you know, it's like, wow, you know, that, uh, it killed me a little bit. A little bit of me was like, uh, I didn't want, like, generally, I'm open to talk about anything. I didn't even want to talk about it. I had to turn, I had to turn it off and get my mind off something else, man. That just was a bad, loss, bad why, loss. Why do
1: you, why do you, why do you think this matchup happened like this? Why didn't they, uh, you know, match him with somebody that was maybe, you know, insane, like, an old and maybe an older fighter, as maybe in the same you know part of his their career as he is, or why did why did they match him up with such a young up and comer? You know, um, you know, especially oh. especially like after the Frankie Edgar fight last time, um, and I was hearing that like Dana White said he never wanted to do something like this again, and this happened, you know. All right. Yeah,
0: this happened worse. This happened worse than 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 fucking uh, Frankie Edgar, though, man. This shit with right him was like, it's like a natural disaster happening in front of all our eyes. Um, never in a million years, man, you, did I expect to see BJ get decimated like that. So, yeah, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe that was Dana's way of saying, "Okay, you got it." He gave he gave a dog. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. I would have I would have did him the same way I would've did Ronda Rousey. If you out of the cage that long, give you a quick tune up fight to see if you're ready for somebody, you know, that can and then styles makes fights too, man. Yeah. You know, that's why I tell people, man, Styles make fights too. So maybe that dude style was just all wrong for B J. In fact, maybe he just was all wrong for BJ, man. And one thing I don't want to do is discredit the dude because right. the dude went out there and did his job and and, and was a, and and was a professional after the fight, you know. So that's all that's the beauty of MMA, man. You know, you you win, you lose, but you keep moving, you keep learning. So, you know, BJ's earned that right, man. So let's just see what he do this time and uh you know, wish for the best for him, man. I definitely wish for the best for, uh, for dude, but I have no idea why they will make a matchup like that.
1: Yeah, speaking of Yair Rodriguez, like he, he looked very impressive. Like he was, uh, those high kicks were super fast, and he and accurate, and accurate too. Like I was super impressed by this guy, and definitely, definitely like. I'm like interested to see see more from him and see where he goes. I thought
0: I was looking at I thought I was looking at the Matrix, bro. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man! This dude's this dude's like landing all these. He looks like he was chopping down trees with his foot, you know. I man, was...
0: <laughs> them leg kicks, bro. Them them leg kicks to the. I mean, not leg kicks. them body kicks. The kicks to the torso, man. I'm talking about that left that left leg kick to the to the stomach you know to the left side of the stomach this was and he was landing at at will and you and then he was landing at will and you knew it was coming and there was nothing he could do about it i think
1: the i think the data from the uh from the match was that yara had uh 60 significant strikes to bj's 3
0: Whew bj still got power though because i was uh reading some of um uh, comments he was like i felt him so if you got a younger fighter saying yeah i felt him then you know maybe maybe you know just stylistically that like, this was a bad matchup for him and you want to see him in there with somebody stylistically where i'm not going to say where he has a chance because you always got a chance when you you know when you lace them up and get in that cage, but styles just make fights, man. I've I've been around and seeing it for the longest, you know, um, if you got a, you know, everything is a style, everything is a style, man. You know, so, you know, you could be the most prolific person or whatever, but everybody got that one style to where it just go, you know, it's just going to defeat what you're trying to do. So, Yeah,
1: man, that was. I don't even. Oh, dude, that was bad, man. Yeah, I'm trying to wipe that off of my memory block, bro. Right, man. Right. Let's turn to another fight from that night: the Joe Lozon uh, Marcel Held fight. Uh, It was uh, given to Joe Lozon, split decision, and afterwards, he, you know, he, in a very classy manner, he said that he didn't think he uh, won that fight. and he uh, ended up getting split decision 29-28, 29-28. And then the other uh, uh, judge headed at 27-30 for uh, Marcin Held. I personally think Held uh, got that, uh, you know, won that fight. I thought he did. I thought Lozon looked strong at the beginning, the first round. But it looks like he gassed out by the third when Held seemed to uh, take over the fight going into the second round. I thought, what did you think about it?
0: I think Joe Lozano is a, is a G for getting in there, um, saying he lost the fight. He did. He did. He lost the fight to to me. You've seen he lost the fight. In fact, the world um, saw they lost the fight. I think he went in there with a person that he didn't think was good as a grappler. He was based on the opponents that he had faced. Yeah. And I think he caught him off guard. So you know you, you you never want to take nothing away from nobody else's opponent man especially when you're keying on you know people like you know joe lozer so he'll get what he's supposed to do um great grappler um I, I, he should have got the w even though he didn't but i think people like joe lozer you know i think he's a g for having integrity and and and, and actually coming out and saying that most fighters wouldn't do that. They'd be like, yeah, I thought I the guy. And he didn't do none of that. He, he was a gentleman about it, man. So, it's, you know, he gained even more respect from me for doing that. I was already a fan. So that's what's up. Yeah. He, he didn't win, held one, even though he didn't get the decision. And, uh, you know, uh, Joe Lozon, you know, kudos to him, man. He, 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 uh, you know, he, 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 He's straight
1: arrow with me, man. Straight yeah. arrow. And um, Held is someone who came from Bellator, and this was the yeah, second. Yeah,
0: I've seen him fight before. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is
1: a, And this was the second fight in uh, UFC, and um, he's lost mm-hmm. his two fights in UFC. And Lozon actually went as far as to contact uh, some of the higher-ups at UFC and tell them, look, Held ha- he has lost th- these two fights, but don't cut him, don't. Hold it against him. He's a good fighter. I should have. He mm. should have won this fight. Give him another chance. Don't, no, don't cut him or anything.
0: Mhm.
1: So that 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 was really. Oh, so
0: Joe, Joe did Joe did that. Yes. Oh, you talking about based on the decision? Yeah, they shouldn't cut him. They shouldn't cut him off that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he went. Won that yeah,
1: he went as far as uh, contacting the you know whoever some of the higher ups uh, at UFC and tell them that, yo, this, you know, Held is, he's a good fighter. Uh, You know, don't hold the fact that he's lost his two fights in the UFC against him because he, you know, he should stick around.
0: This shit, man, again, I mean, that don't do nothing but make him look more like a G in my eyes, man. I I fucked with Joe Lozano. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's good to see, like, actual, you know, classy moves you know, real sportsmanship mm-hmm. like that. So that that was really that was really good to uh, to see on his part.
0: Yeah, that that's that's what it's all about, though, man. You don't you don't find guys that have that integrity, man. And when you do find it, you know, it's like wow, yeah. So yeah, I always support him, man. His grappling is a one. So for hell to even, I'll grapple him. And do the, some of the things you know. Joe Joe couldn't stop the takedown, which I was surprised. Um, and he couldn't transition to do really anything else off his back. And he was trying. You see, you were seeing that he was trying. I mean, he couldn't do it. So, you know, again, you never want to take away anything from the person that. I mean, even though he didn't get the victory, but you know, you, you help. Hill, you know he, he did his job he came and you know he really won that fight even though he didn't get that
1: that w yeah definitely uh turn into uh bellator um i'll be like I, like we talked about before i'll be out in la for uh, bellator 170 headlined by uh tito ortiz versus uh chael sunnen
0: fuck tito, Put tito. <laughs> Uh but I love you though Chris Seinpark. I love you, Chris. <laughs> I love Tito though. But
1: yeah, turn mm-hmm. into this fight. Um you know, personal emotions aside, what do each of these fighters need to do to come out on top on this?
0: Um I think shell's gonna win. Um I think Tito's a shell of this former self Um I think Tell is going to control him with his wrestler. I just think Chael is the overall better fighter than Tito. You know, Chael came out and said something the other day, and I'm like, damn, he was right. When when Tito was in his prime, dude sucked. Fighters sucked. They're not. They're not evolved like fighters of today. You know, Tito was a dude that came in straight in, and based of based off his wrestling was can take he could take people down and ground and pound. That that's what you know. Tito was like the pioneer of that. Yeah. You know, well, he wasn't a pioneer of ground and pound. Mark Coleman was, but um, Tito it was the second coming of that type of style. So you know, when people caught up. To that style, that was pretty much the demise of Tito um, in the UFC, and that's why, you know, I always got to do this shit. But that's why he didn't want to fight Mo, uh, Mo, cause he knew what was gonna happen. He knew the bricks was gonna get beat <laughs> off of him. Um, so he waited, 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 waited until you know he finally got the right matchup. chill Sonnen was a name that. You know, everybody knows, you know, whether you love or 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 hate your son, and, you know, which is crazy to me because people don't know you in real life, but, you know, that somehow they choose to have these negative feelings about people that they really don't. Like me, I don't, you know, people may think that I'm a, a Ronda, I don't like Ronda Rousey. I don't like the things that she do which gives me a different outlook on her, but I don't know her to hate the person. I think that's kind of psychotic, but, but um, Tito, Tito definitely, um, I just think Chell has the edge. Um, I think Tito has injuries that have caught up with him, like a neck injury. And I think Chell is, you know, I ain't going to say he's going to walk through him, but I think Tito's going to break down by the beginning of the second round. And I think Chell um, does what he wants to him. I think he takes him down. I think he, I think he smothers him. Uh, I don't think it'll be a knockout. I'd be, I think it'll be a grind-away decision. Um, but it's a, it'll be an entertaining fight, man. I think people, um, you know, are going to enjoy themselves. And I think – is this your first time going to a Bellator event?
1: Yes, my first Bellator.
0: I think you'll enjoy yourself, man. Um, I, I've, you know, had the pleasure of, you know, experiencing, you know, a couple of different, you know, events. I, I'm pretty much at, you know, all Bellator uh, fights when Mo was uh, competing. Um, but it, the UFC experience is a little different from the Bellator experience, man. Um, both great experiences, but sometimes, man, I wish people got a chance to experience both and they don't. Which which causes people to think that MMA is the UFC. But yeah, man, I think you know, I think you're gonna have a blast, man. You get a you get a chance to see uh, syntax too. Paul Daly gonna be rocking out. So Yeah. You know, let let's see that let, he here's to you, you know, hopefully seeing a knockout, you know, when uh <laughs> When 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 Paul Daly's in the ring, man. Um, yeah, he's
1: going against uh Brendan Ward. Um
0: so you think uh Brendan Ward is a Brendan Ward is a beast, bro. His wrestling is Brendan Ward's wrestling is nice, dude. It's nice. So that's gonna be a hell of a fight. Styles make fights. Wrestling is really Paul Daly's Achilles. If you go back to the days of him and Josh Koscheck, um you'll see. People will see uh you know, yeah, that that that's gonna be a hell of a fight, man. Yeah, I think people are gonna be impressed with his opponent, man. In fact, you know, I like Paul Daly, but you know, Brendan Ward, you know, I might have to pick him for the upset. Paul Daly got the name, but Brendan Ward is he's sharp, man. His wrestling is nice. Great. So so what what do you what do you think uh each of
1: those fighters need to do to win. What do you what do you think Paul Daly needs to do to win? What do you think Brendan Warren
0: needs to do to win? Paul Daly needs to land that right hand because the 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 blueprint to beating Paul Daly is already out there. Um get him off his feet, you know, he like a fish a fish out of water. You know, um it's like the blueprint has been rolled time and time again, how to beat Paul Daly. And that's not a knock to him because I really love this. I, I love, he, he got, he really does have syntax in his hands. If he cuts you, you going down, but you know, um, Brendan Ward is, is probably go slip his, slip his shots and go in for a single or double and you go see him, you go see Paul Daly struggling to get up off that mat, um, for three, three and a half minutes. Each round, I think he's going to get smothered. Um, um, but you know, if Simtex catches him, it's going to be problems, man. And you know, Hell got a right hand too. I don't want to front like he ain't got no hands because he got hands too. But his wrestling game is is, is what's what puts him over the top. And um, you know, it's going to be an interesting fight, man. It's going to be an exciting fight. People shouldn't be people shouldn't be surprised if uh, Hell come out you know uh it, it bring the war come out with the with the victory
1: definitely definitely uh, yeah i'm excited to uh to see it all you know and definitely going to be uh be there you know in person uh soaking it all in so yeah i'm i'm super excited to see it, to see to go to uh to bellator this weekend
0: i'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure um that I give you more contacts, and you know, cause he knows, he know you coming. All right, cool, yeah, cool yeah. man. I'll, I'll make sure that you know, y'all chop it up or whatever.
1: I'm, and I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, if I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna uh, definitely make it to the to the fan fest that they're doing uh, out there. I definitely mm-hmm. want to meet Sakuraba. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: Sakuraba probably gonna be. He go look. If, <laughs> fan fest be dope, man. You know, I've been to a whole lot of. Bellator Fan Fest, man. Uh, you know, of course, the one I told you all about over and over again, the, the, the great experience that I had with Tito Ortiz <laughs> and that bitch ass. Um, but Fan Fests are cool, man. You get a chance to, you know, see some people that, you know, don't necessarily get a chance to see, man. Like Fado. I've been around Fado a couple times. Um, I've been. I've been to a couple fan fests with Kimbo. You know, was there, rest in peace. Um, you know, Kurt Angle, uh, Frank Shamrock, uh, Vanderlei. Um I mean, fan fests are super cool, man, because you get a chance to kick it with some of your favorites from yesteryear and up and coming people. So, you know, it, it's real. It's real cool. And then, it's nothing better than at the end of the night getting liquored up. <laughs> And 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 playing games with the with the fighters, man. Cause that's what you are there for, man. You there to have fun with the fans, and you know I don't mean you know they should be paying me for this plug, but <laughs> what better way to do it at what better way to do it at a place like you know uh, 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 David Buster's, you know. But yeah, I, I, every time we go to the fan fest, man, it, it, it be you know it's always something different. The fans be cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm su- a fan. Yeah. but being around them, being around them when like we, you know, I ain't on necessarily outside looking in, but I see it from a different perspective because of you know who, who I'm around. So yeah, it'd be real cool, man. Then fans get a chance to see that hey, maybe this dude, maybe this guy right here is not a dick, man. Because when people be thinking Mo is like the meanest person in the world until they talk to him, and then right. they become a fan of him once. They they see like wow this dude he's he's legit you know he he gets a bad rap you know so yeah man yeah that that that's yeah definitely go that and enjoy yourself man enjoy yourself with that I know you say you you give up drinking yeah but yeah mo don't drink neither so you ain't got nothing to worry about that, <laughs> you know right. that but you know I ain't gonna lie man when I go to the uh, when I go to the fan fest boy and you get you get up. To where the fighters be at, man? It's is just free liquor on deck. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, I want I want to turn uh, the discussion to uh, something else. Um, usually um, the Invicta events, you know, really don't get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of discussion afterwards, but. I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it live. Um I, I don't know where I was during that, but I come home and I checked social media and like MMA Twitter is just on fire over shit that was happening at Invicta. at Avicta. Um the first thing was did you see this uh the ending of this fight between uh uh Amy Montenegro versus Celine
0: Haga? nah when is what didn't, didn't somebody tap out or something like
1: that? Okay, what was going on is um uh, I believe okay. H- Amy Montenegro was uh, was um, was pretty much uh, winning the fight uh, throughout the whole mm-hmm. the, the whole, uh, the whole uh, match, but at the end of the fight, third round, as the uh, as the fight was uh, as, as the time was running out, uh, Haga came through with this uh, a last minute uh, submission and actually Montenegro was unconscious as the uh, as the, the fight ended so wow instead but they still sent it to the judges and the person who was actually unconscious when the fight ended Amy Montenegro actually got the unanimous decision win
0: and, oh, but she got, but, but, but she, oh, wow, that's fucked
1: up. Yeah, and, and soon after, um, because there was so much discussion on it, that um, John McCarthy actually said that if, that the, the rule is if, when the, the fight ends, if there's, if a fighter is unconscious, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a TKO for the, for the other fighter. In, in favor of the other fighter but they uh to so what
0: did they wind up doing did they did they reverse the decision
1: no they haven't they haven't done that yet i don't know if they're uh if it's going to be uh you know if, if they're going to take it up with the commission or anything but they didn't re- they didn't reverse the decision at all um wow i don't know if they're gonna wow. uh yeah reverse it or make it a no contest but uh um yeah celine haga like uh uh, choked out uh, Amy Montenegro at the. It was it was probably one of the you know, like the dopest like comebacks. But wow. basically, you know, the, uh, she was saved by the bell, <laughs> and um, and they still you know sent it to the judges. So that was like super crazy that that happened.
0: Wow, wow! I'm gonna have to go find. I'm gonna have to go see if I can find that director footage.
1: Yeah, there's as, as, there's a it's, it's on YouTube and everywhere. You can you pretty much find it an, anywhere. And the other thing that happened was that uh um in the main event, uh Megan Anderson uh beat Charmaine Tweet for the uh interim Featherweight Championship. And uh, okay. you know, and after uh and after the fight, she uh called out the 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 winner in UFC of Holly Holm and uh Jasmine coming up, saying that I want the winner of that fight.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? You know why I'm about to even go with this. <laughs> you know what? Y'all all better jockey for positions. Do what you're going to do for that 145 while my girl is figuring out her situation and what's going on because none of you fuckers <laughs> will be the 145 champion officially until you beat my girl, Chris Cyborg. So... You know, go ahead and get happy and, oh, make history. But just know that your time is limited and enjoy your championship, especially Holly Holm, man, because I don't think – and I like Holly Holm, but I just don't really think – I don't think she deserves no title shot coming off two straight losses. I think that's bullshit.
1: And also, uh, Amanda Nunes is uh, calling out the winner of
0: that fight also. Nah, nah. Amanda Nunes – See, you know what I'm hating about. You know where I'm about to go with this shit too. You know what I'm hating about fucking the fight game now, nah, specifically MMA. What? What's that? All the all these fuckers want money fights. I get that. Totally get that. The new thing now is whether you're heavyweight or you're flyweight in in men's MMA. And if you're in MMA, if you're in UFC, is the I want Carl McGregor. How motherfucker? How how do you like Anderson Silva called him out today? Right, and it's, it's so it's so sad that you. It's obvious that, that these are fucking money fights, and the, the the fighters are are understanding that now. They they understanding that hey, if I fight this guy, I'm making some millions. and and that's cool, but. And I'm not saying Anderson Silva don't deserve that right because he's been through the trenches. So he right. definitely, you know, he, he, he could do that. But when I hear dudes from Cody to Woodley to um, this person, that, every the whole, everybody want to fight fucking Connor. How about fighting some of these people in the division, man? How about, how about, well, if if you're at lightweight or under-lightweight and you want to come up the lightweight, how about y'all fucking fight Khabib? Nobody wants to talk about fight Khabib. No, nobody
1: does. Nobody does. You know, nobody does. don't want to
0: talk about fight Khabib, you know, because you see, you know, it might be holes in, you know, McGregor's game or whatever. You want to fight. Or women now. For women, it's either I'll fight Ronda Rousey now. And, you know, I'm turning into the guy that's, that that has been – you know, not necessarily a the Rousey hater, but overly opinionated as far as the things that she's done. Um, I'm, I'm turning into the guy that's kind of rooting for her now. Me too. And I'm... As weird as that. Me too. You know, <laughs> it, 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 Me too, it, man. It, it, I know what you mean, man. It, it, yeah, you know, because it's like you know, like I. I've always, I try to be knowledgeable, just like I know you try to be knowledgeable about what we're talking about. Yeah. We we, we present what we present here on Fresh is the Word podcast. Yeah. Shameless <laughs> plug. But it's right now, Ronda Rousey is like beating a dead horse. And it's like, okay, yeah. Did she do a lot of shit that we probably didn't like? Da-da, yeah. But now it's like, She's the easy. It's like she's the easy target, man. And whether she put herself in that position or not, you know, when you talk about honor and all that type of stuff, man, you know, you got to give these people a chance to evolve, man. So, I would love to see her come back. And I went from really digging Juliana Pena to not really liking her now because she talks shit. She talks shit about everybody. And obviously she's just trying to get a title fight. Like everybody trying to do all this slick shit, but they're not doing it the right way. I feel like if you build your brand, then these mega fights are going to come for you. But to just all of a sudden say, I want to fight. And back to Amanda Lunez, I rock with American Top Team. You know, I know some people down there Nosa fighters, my boy Rock, rocks out of America, top team. You know, I root for Amanda Nunes, but I think Amanda Nunes has business that she has to deal with in her division before she can say something like she want to fight for the 145 title. You ain't you ain't defended your, your belt except for one time. Against, successful against Ronda Rousey, but how about you defend it against Pima? How about you defend it against a couple other people in your weight division and then say, hey, you know what? Let me go up, you know, the 145 and fight. And what people better pray for? Why everybody asking for these 145 fights in the women division? Better hope you better hope they better hope something bad happened with the commission with Chris Cyborg because I know, it's isn't only it, a matter of
1: time. Isn't it funny that as soon as this uh, Usada thing happened with uh, with uh, Cyborg,
0: everybody jumping out now. Right? That everybody
1: talking about this 145 division now. <laughs>
0: Everybody want to talk about this shit now. And look, and that's the shit we've been on for a minute. Like, like, are you kidding? Now you motherfuckers is brave enough to talk about the people were quiet, division? man. You, you want to do it now? You want to do it now? Cause, 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 Chris going through some shit, man. They know. They man, know. I've
1: heard, man. I've heard so many people when and if they, if they just bring up the word cyborg, they get quiet. They.
0: <laughs> they get quiet and they wanna talk about something else and all that. Look.
1: Now everybody wants look. to fight in this division. C- oh, come on, yo.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, come they, on. Now now it's oh yeah, I'll, I'll go for the one forty five. And and as soon as the mic go off, they whispering, you know, to their management or to they, their the pe person on their team, is, is is Cyborg gonna be eligible to fight? No, she she's not. Yeah, I want the one forty five title shot. You know, it's like
1: the whole time see, I see through it. The whole time, Chris, uh, Chris Cyborg was lobbying for this, for this division, and she was basically the only one lobbying for it. Everybody else is quiet. Everybody else is quiet. Then, then this Usada thing comes up, and now everybody wants to be a part of this division.
0: Yeah, including and cool Dana. They look. They know. They know. They know. that they were smart. They leave that girl alone and let them make her. Let her make them a ton of fucking money. Because when you talk, it's just like women is just like men, man. People. We live in a world where people want to see fucking blood. We live. We live in a world where it's still like at the at fucking gladiator shit. Right. We live in a world. To where if Leonardo was a real fucking person or, well, maybe he's a real person, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you were over there in, in Rome fighting in the Coliseum, you want to see that person get stabbed. Fighting, professional fighting is the same way. And there is no woman better out there to make that will, man, Chris Cyborg would beat the brakes off a motherfucker, man. But <laughs> that's just. Yeah, y'all know we fans, of Chris Cyborg, man, cause can't nobody fuck with her, man. And until somebody fuck with her, then you know it is what it is, man. But you ain't seeing nobody call her out. Ain't nobody call. Oh, y'all? Yeah, Are you sure she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to sign that 145 title. Everybody doing that shit, man. It's so sickening. Like you mother, like you motherfuckers. Okay, I'm sorry. That was little- I'm sorry.
1: Ah. Uh... Never never a, a dull moment in the world of MMA.
0: <laughs> indeed, man, indeed. <laughs> All
1: right, that's, that's about it for this week's episode of Fresh the Word. I'm getting ready to go to uh, L.A. I leave Wednesday nights, hitting the plane, going to be there for like a week and a half. I'm ready to get out of Detroit for a little bit. I'm ready to see some kickboxing at Glory. I'm ready to see some some mixed martial yeah. arts at Bellator. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. I'm 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 geeked. I'm ready to go, man. So, uh, I'm I'm definitely yeah. I'm I'm set. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, before we leave, uh, V Styles, tell them where they can uh, find you online.
0: Oh, you can reach me at. Uh, let's see, on Twitter at forward slash. Let's see, uh, twitter.com forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. That's V-Styles with a Z, V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. You're also going to reach me at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash V-Styles, V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. You can reach me on my official uh, artist page on Facebook. That's verified at uh, official V-Styles. That's facebook.com. Forward slash official V Styles, V S T Y L E Z. And you can read me on my Instagram at V S T Y L E Z with the forward slash. And yeah, man. Uh Kelly going out to LA. Yes. This is gonna be uh some it's gonna be a fun week for my man. Have fun and uh, you know, enjoy, man. Live life, man. That's you know, it ain't promised tomorrow, man. So just enjoy yourself. Thank you, man. Thank you. And thanks for listening,
1: everybody. See you next week.
0: All right. Peace. Fresh <laughs> is the world.